Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. This episode of Filthy Casuals is brought to you by Loot Crate. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games. Thank you very much for joining us. We are three extremely kind and knowledgeable boys. First of all, you've got myself, Tommy Dasilo. Sitting next to me, you've got Ben Vanell. We're the only po- podcast in the world who answers the question, what is Mario real life? Fantastic stuff. And also... <laughs> Rounding out the trio, it's Adam Knox. This is the worst intro we've done yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't definitely think we've had worse. Yes, that, I don't that remember. That goes all to of show them. how little you listen back to the show because we've had <laughs> way worse. <Yeah. laughs> I don't remember them. I, I, and I don't listen to the show. Why would I listen to uh, the bloody show that I'm on? Hmm? Yeah, great question. I'm going to have to do that later tonight because I'm editing it. Yeah. yeah, It's quite an experience, let me tell you that. <laughs> That's why we're doing it as though it were live so that the edit is minimal. Mm-hmm. <coughs> oh, 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 i got a bit of a sore. <coughs> Fucking Christ. Great, just like we rehearsed it. Um, <laughs> so we should say thank you to everyone who uh, gave us good feedback about the E3 episode last week, yeah. which uh, in honour of... Uh, E3, we did a three-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We three. Um, yeah, we, we didn't really plan for it to go super long, but we just yeah. had a lot to talk about. Seemed like there was a bit of a mix of opinion. Uh, it seemed like some people, when it dropped, were like, oh, cool, I get like three <laughs> times the amount of what I normally get of this thing that I like. Yes. And it seemed like a few people were like, Fuck I have a life three. to yeah, lead. Yeah. <laughs> three hours, really? Yeah. yeah. People, people asking us... In w- how they should like break it up to listen to. Yeah, when's the as intermission? Was yeah, my question. As if that's our responsibility <laughs> yeah. somehow. To that's end. the yeah. magic of podcasts: is that you can pause them whenever you like. Yes, mm-hmm. it's not the radio. You, instance, you used to have to call up Triple M and go, "Hey, can you bloody calm down for a minute, Billy? I got to go to the toilet. Mm, Just exactly. wait and talk about that later, Billy Brownless." Not to sound <sighs> dismissive, but we sit here and we do it, and then we put it online and. Everything else has got to be up to you guys. I'm sorry, but our involvement marketing. Ends there. Yeah, once we hit that publish button, our responsibility ends. Okay, yep, yep. you putting the headphones into your ears, you hitting play on your app of choice, you deciding when to listen and where to listen. I mean, that's really none of our concern. And I'm sorry if that sounds rude, but I could not give a fuck about anyone who listens to this. However, show. if you do want some advice. Naked, sitting on the toilet at 3 a.m. That's not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Yep. I wonder how many people listen to this, uh, like, drunk on the way home Fuck. from, like, the pub or, like, a party or something. Our listeners don't go out. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Do you ever get a phone call when you're on the toilet and just go, I'm going to fucking answer it anyway? Ne- no. Not once. No. No, never. Yeah, no. Me, me neither. <laughs> 
<laughs> I I can't I I can't handle that. I mm. that the thought of that. I, I I have a friend who does it quite regularly. Yeah, right. Um, and I've been around when how he's regular done it. is he? If he I've been around I've been around <laughs> when he's like gone to the bathroom and taken a call in there, Christ. and it's like seems to be somehow business related. <laughs> and I just go, mm. aren't you scared of being sprung? Like the person on the other line going, wait a minute, <laughs> do you have diarrhea? Yeah, <laughs> you're in a pretty echoey office. Yeah, yeah. You taking this next to a waterfall? What's yeah. going on? I've been <laughs> is tempted. your desk flush? <laughs> I've been tempted when I'm sitting there and it's a call that I've been waiting on or expecting. It's like, oh, mm. I need to take this, but I just, you know, I can't do it. Why not? I'm, I'm going to do it deliberately. I'm going to shit all day tomorrow and hope that someone calls me and not. And I think that's how you get a prolapse. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a very informative evening on <laughs> Filthy Casuals. Um, okay, so we've got to get into a, a bit of news of the week. First of all, uh, a game that we talk about relatively regularly on the show, uh, Threes, mm. the mobile uh, puzzle game. Yes. Extremely popular. Someone finally finished it. Someone yeah. completed it, which I didn't really know was possible to do because well, it's kind of an endless puzzle game. Mm. There's that little sort of um, shelf of each of each of the different number cards mm. have different little characters to them. Yes. And so there's that little shelf where before you've gotten up to them, they're all greyed out. Mm. Yeah, right. And so they just got all of them in the one game. It was like 16,000 and something maybe that was the last little card. Jeez. I don't remember. I think their score was like a million or something like their that. Their score was, it? but I mean like how oh. much that last card had oh, on Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, so... It had this fun little animation yeah. when it ended. Did you watch the little video of it? I watched it? the video of the guy doing it, yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Like the, the, And, like, this was the weird thing. The people who make the game kind of have tweeted it out and everything and gone... Like it was, it's just over three years. It's 3.33 years. Yeah, that's crazy. Hell. Yeah, that's <laughs> insane. Um So that must be cool for them to have all that stuff kind of hidden away that mm. they, that they, you know... Didn't know if anyone, when people would get to it or if they would yeah. get to it. But I, I love that kind of stuff in video games that is just kind of sitting there, um, you know, waiting to be discovered. And, I mean, there's, there's stories of stuff in games that gets found 10, 15 years down the line. Oh, yeah. And I wonder what kind of do, – do you think it's still possible for that sort of stuff to be as hidden in games well, these days? We were talking I, about the other week about Telltale games and how it's like you're not going to design a game that, that – where there's a piece of content that only 1% of people's going to see. Yeah. yeah. But this is exactly what's happened. Yes, yeah. yes. I mean, it makes me think, like, there must be... Like, Breath of the Wild, for example. I wonder if there's... Like, there's been a lot of articles written and pretty early on people were finding, like, oh, there's a guy who you can buy a house from him and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And what happens if you get the 900 Korok seeds and stuff like that. But I, I wonder if there's anything... There must be stuff hidden in that game that potentially people aren't going to find Fuck for yeah. a year or whatever. Yeah. I guess so. And it or, or is it with the culture of everything is like such an online community now with how people play, play games, yeah. is it possible to keep stuff that hidden when, you, you know, people are playing but they're playing with the knowledge of, you know, being able to link up with these thousands of thousands yeah. of people yeah. across the world? Everyone seems to know everything about every game as soon as it comes out. Totally, yeah. Like I rarely feel like there's – you sometimes get those things of like – Someone just found this thing from the original Mortal Kombat where it's like a really old thing that no one's really looked into for a bit. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, Sometimes it's like, oh, we found in the game files, which are not like things you could access 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 Which but sort it, of doesn't count yeah. really, but yeah. It's, it's like for something like for the equivalent to happen in Breath of the Wild, it's like it has to be as hard to find as it is to complete threes. 
Like it has to be a skill based thing, I guess. Yeah. But, just but even then, you could watch a, a video of someone else doing it. Yeah. Or just hidden in a really obscure, like up one specific tree. Yeah. There's this item, like yeah. stuff like that. We're in a game that big. You could just pick a totally random location that yeah. you think maybe people aren't going to stumble across. Yeah. I don't know. I swear I've read stuff recently where people have unearthed stuff in cartridge games from 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Um, hey, maybe write in if you can uh, remember any. We could, we could. could. This would be a topic for a later date, like hidden yeah. stuff in games that's revealed itself years and years on. But There's, yeah, that would be cool to be – to know that you're the first person to oh, have clocked yeah. threes. That's a pretty – that's a pretty – and to see yeah. that screen and know that Oof. you're the only person outside of the development team. Yeah. Unless someone's done it and just not, <laughs> not bothered. Yeah. yeah. A lot of the time these things are like – it's it's the – a person who's done it and they also happen to be avidly streaming threes yeah, at all times. Yeah. Yes, That's yes. what this person was. They were called threes porn. Right. And uh, I was very disappointed <laughs> with the level of pornography available at their Twitter account. Not a lot of butts. <laughs> Mostly numbers. <laughs> okay. I'm having a lot of fun today. There's um in uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. Yeah. Uh, you know how, you know, the calendar man? Yes. He's uh he's in jail, I think, or he's in the asylum from the start, and you can go and visit him and talk to him. And I just really quickly, sorry, I know I'm interrupting oh. and I love it. I am fuming. <laughs> I was just because I remember someone was like, Man, why'd you have a go at Swamp Thing on Twitter? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause like and you just said calendar man. And I just remembered the name Swamp Thing, and that's why. There's that's your answer to to that. Like comics are silly, but we like them. I know we're just <laughs> joshing around, but yeah. that's, they're the silliest names. But yeah. so is like Jeffrey. That's my middle name. <laughs> so is Adam Knox. <laughs> yeah. When you think about, I wonder if people can get into my accounts knowing all three of my names. I don't think so. I don't. <laughs> Unless I don't your think... password is Adam Jeffrey Knox. I yeah. bring up every bank I'm with, and I'm with multiple. <laughs> And I tell them, if I just say my full name, let me in. Yeah. Doesn't even have to sound anything like me. Yeah. It could be a woman's voice. Yeah. It'll be me. I get regular plastic surgery. <laughs> I may look different at any point. I saw that guy getting the shits at you for having a go with Swamp Thing. And yes. I, it made me angry because I was like, I want a little bit more credit for my great Con Air joke that I tacked <laughs> on to the end of that. At the very least, I felt like... All of that was justified by mm. where we got to in the end. Um, I sorry. agree. So you were talking about Arkham Asylum. So yeah, you but go visit. Wait, can I interrupt again? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> Just quickly, this is my life now. Between <laughs> yes. between the other podcast I do, the Little Dum Dum Club, where I'm mocked for my appearance. And just things that I do with my day-to-day life. Yes. And then on this, where I'm mocked for my opinions about an art form that I love very deeply. It, some weeks it can be a very rough time on the internet for me. So just just really think about that when you take to the keyboard yep. from now on. Tommy Daslow, the biggest victim on the internet. <laughs> so, so, what were you saying? If you visit, Let me just interrupt you one last time, really quickly. <laughs> if you visit me, Ritz crackers are the best ones because of the softness that the cracker has while still not being too. Captain's crumbly. table cracked pepper, uh, chicken and a biscuit. Two cents. Wait, <laughs> what was your question? What's the best biscuit? I was just saying. I think it's Ritz. Mm, Ritz are pretty good. I like a um, salada. Yeah, or no, a, a ched. A ched. Oh yeah, salada's yeah. too Bit close cheese. to salad for me. Mm, I'm not I'll into bet. it. <laughs> anyway, sorry. If you visit Calendar Man on like. In the real world, on like Valentine's Day, he says something about Valentine's ah. Day and Christmas and so on and so on. So people only discovered that, I think, initially by accidentally doing it. Yeah. And then as soon as someone was like, oh, I did it 12 times and then I got a trophy, then other people were like, oh, I'm just going to change the system date on my PlayStation and complete it that way. Yeah. So in the end, 
worth getting to that story. That sort it's, of stuff. It's, it's weird that people were surprised by this given that the guy's name is Calendar Man. Yeah. Like, obviously what a stupid the name. Date, comics are stupid. <laughs> obviously the date is going to factor in with this guy yeah. in some way. Yeah. yeah, it would have been an Easter egg if it was like, Toilet cleaner man. Yeah, <laughs> but so like you'll never guess what happens if you go to this character who's called "Come to me on a different day and I'll say different stuff to you, man." <laughs> it's really weird. But I guess like initially the the idea was that you had to keep playing Arkham Asylum over the course of twelve months. Yes, in real time. Yes, surely like usually you just play it for two weeks and complete it and. And that sort of stuff was always cool. I always liked the idea of in Animal Crossing how it was like, on this day there'll be fireworks. Yeah, that's got super to, yeah. cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just I never have actually done those things because I've never had the attention span, I suppose, yeah. for any game that has had that sort of thing in it for that length of time. And also if it's Christmas Day or, or yeah. you know, like whatever other holidays there are. Yeah. Halloween. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I'm not... I'm not Going no, everyone. I have to leave. Yeah. Animal Crossing needs me. Yeah, yeah I yeah, I, like I'm really keen for some form of new Animal Crossing, be it mobile phone or you know Switch, mm. because yeah, I I got into the 3ds one, but I got it pretty late in the game, and I actually didn't get into it for ages. Like I kind of potted around and didn't quite get it, and mm. then I read a bunch of stuff on it of like here's how to get more money and here's yeah. how to kind of progress it and you find this island where you can do all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and also a symptom of not knowing many people who had a 3DS, so not really being able to take advantage of visiting other people's towns and stuff. Yeah. Um, like my dick is so hard for a new <laughs> a new Animal Crossing that I can get into on day one. Yeah. And also on a platform where a lot of people have it. Yeah. And that thing where, yeah, it encourages you to keep playing it for a year. Like it doesn't end. So it's like yeah. The seasons change in it, and they do stuff on the holidays. Seasons and they have change. Can't please, <laughs> and they have like events that aren't even tied to like Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Like I remember you'd see on your little uh, on on social media or whatever. They go, hey, there's a little, there's a festival the, happening in Animal Crossing. Mm, it was just on the notice board thing in the original one. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Just like here's the fishing week. Yeah, yeah. and I remember I really liked it that first Animal Crossing. Uh, and played it for like a couple of months or something, like for yeah. quite a relatively long time, yeah. but just never really got all of that element out of it. I fucking loved KK Slider. Yeah, that all those characters are really cool. The little thing, because he, he'd play you little guitar songs if you've never played Animal Crossing. No, I did. I played it on 3DS and did the same thing, played it for two months, liked it, yeah. and then just played a different yeah. game. Yeah, I like uh... The little noise that he does, by the way, where he goes like, hmm. Is really cool. Yeah. I always thought that was a cool fucking rock star thing to do. I like oh, Mr. Rossetti, the little mole that cracks yes. the shits at you if yep. you don't turn the console off properly. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I <laughs> Mr. Rossetti sounds like a bad character in a sick like in a he's like a Greek neighbor who's like, You kids keep it down yeah, over he's, there. He's the principal in Welcome Back Cotter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, I, I like I think have they said that they're doing Animal Crossing or that's just a room? Well, for, for mobile, definitely, I think. They right? have yeah. said that? I think so, yeah. For mobile, that's definitely. <laughs> Coming up, but they haven't said what form of thing it is. Yes, that's true. And right. they've said multiple times that they want their mobile stuff to be something free that everyone can get mm-hmm. to attract them to because, the proper yeah, games. Whilst yeah. I think like a, a me Tomo app in the style of <laughs> every time you say that, I know, he's, it just he's sounds Tomo. like Tomo. Yeah. In the style of uh, Animal Crossing, I think would be cool and playing it with people on a phone, like everyone's gonna get it, would yeah. be great. But I also I, – I, I would much more love to see them put it on Switch with a bit more depth to it and kind of building on the stuff from the 3DS one yeah. and expanding on that and adding new stuff into it and kind of enriching it a bit more, which that game's like 
five years old now. Yeah. It's pretty old. I've still got it on my 3DS, but I have trouble going back to it because my girlfriend at the time was playing it at the same time as me and her house is still in my little village and it gives me the shits having to walk past it. <laughs> so at least in a new one, put in a mod where you can like fucking burn a house down at someone. There should be a... Yeah, Don't there needs do that. To be if you're a... listening developers, put in a mod where Tommy can see through the window and her little Animal Crossing thing is fucking some other animal. Oh, right. Some right. little giraffes are there with a towel around his waist. And, and also make it so that my you have to, if you have the 3DS version, all your data has to carry across to the Switch version. Yeah. So and make I'm her, haunted she, by it. She gets promoted to the mayor as well. She's like the Pauline of Animal Crossing World. <laughs> she becomes the mayor and Tommy has to like, he's renting his house off of her. And that, then make Tommy's head look real dumb. That game has one of the more like, you know, there's always those stories of like, uh, you know, kind of, sad things happening around a game. So I, I read an article about a, a woman who would play it with her mother oh, as her mother was yeah. dying and her mother passed away and she'd left all these like little gifts right. for her in the game. Like that game attracts more stuff like that than than it, like anything else, mm. which I guess is... Like someone's is, dad had been playing it and was sending him letters in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. played it for years and came back to him and all those letters he got. Oof. Yeah, yeah, full on. Mm. Um, that kind anyway. of stuff happens in real life as well, guys. I've seen The Notebook. Um, I haven't. I haven't seen The Notebook either. <laughs> How dare you lie to us <laughs> and our listeners. Um, they trust you. It would be kind of funny. I would like to go through and put really sad things in every game that someone owns. <laughs> just go through and make a bunch of save files. That oh, say, for, like, for one specific person. Yes. yes. Not, right, not just right. like break into somebody's house, but like <laughs> secretly put a bunch of things, being like, like make a bunch of saves for characters named like I love you and I will miss you or something oh, like that's that. Not bad. Yeah, that's and not bad at all. And just make someone never able to touch any of their things again. <laughs> yeah, so what can you do? Like, so say GTA, for example, what could you do? Like, if you just had access to someone's save file, what could you do in their GTA world oh. that then they come back to? You could get a, you could like change all the license plates on all their cars. Can you do that? Mm, I don't remember. I don't think. License plates. I don't know. You just have to die in a car crash to make that game sad for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> it would just remind them every time. Drain their bank account, make oh. sure they've got no money left. Every yeah. time they load up the save, you're already in a plane that's about to hit a building. <laughs> or two yeah. buildings. Yeah, you put them, you'd like dress them in clothes that are like really kind of like midlife crisis-y, like oh, yeah. real, real breakdown kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is harder than it sounded on paper. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah, this is something this we've prepared before the show started. <laughs> yes. And it's not going well. <laughs> um, let's move on. Uh, there's been, We didn't get to it last week because we had so much other stuff to talk about, but uh, it's, it's, it's been announced that – we got announced ages ago that there is going to be a new section of Universal Studios called mm-hmm. Super Nintendo Land, and they've commenced uh, working on it. The plan, I believe, is for the – Japanese one to be open in time for the 2020 Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's opening at the Florida one at the same time. All right. I think they're planned to open concurrently. Oh. Uh, but also in the meantime, some documents leaked yeah. that are supposedly – and I believe these are true for now because I haven't seen anything – I haven't seen anything that's debunked them mm. in any big way. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of stuff saying this will change because it's still pretty early on. But they kind of show uh, kind of layouts of what the three main worlds will be, which is uh, a Mario world that has a Mario Kart ride in it, yep. uh, a corner that has a, a kind of a Zelda's castle um, uh, world mm-hmm. and, a, and a ride connected to that, and then a Donkey Kong land. 
And then just kind of a standard foyer bit that's got like a little mini Pokemon bit, mm. a mini Kirby bit, I think. That was like the kids' area. Yeah, yeah and yeah, then right. just your standard like there was, restaurants and yeah. merchandise yeah. store and stuff like that. Was there another one on the top right? I'm trying to think of that map. Was there some other other area on the top right? Hmm. Well, I, I've read – you know what? I found a blog that is all about uh, – Video game, uh, sorry, theme park. That's a, um, uh, I was going to say a blog about video games is a great <laughs> idea. Revolutionary. No, it's a blog all about theme parks and like theme park insider stuff. And these, there's a, a whole community of people that are that are really really into all this stuff. And and so he's sort of going. The guy who runs it is getting all this inside info of like oh, I've been told that this is going to probably be scaled down to make way for this. So it sounds like it's all if this guy's to be believed and his yeah. sources to be believed, but that it's all kind of constantly up in the. I air. mean, the general yeah. bits of it you can assume like yeah, Mario Kart. Carts. Yes. Well, there's a there's Donkey talk Kong of a minecart ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a Mario Kart ride, which is said to have some kind of competitive element to it, and like okay. the outcome can be changed. Uh, I would assume that like it'd be cool if actually you could have like so you're all just doing normal go karting, but you've got like a little panel, and if you drive over a certain part of the track, it's got uh, like sensors, sensors of some kind, yep. little detector bits. You get a little item box. Goes bleep, 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 oh, yeah. mm. makes the noise. You get a little button. It's just a big button in the middle of your wheel. And so, say you get a red shell. If you're behind someone, you hit it, and it will like deactivate their engine for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, that sort I, of stuff. I think that there's talk of there being a lot of AR kind of stuff used in it. Oh yeah. yeah. So, which is probably something like you're wearing glasses and then you're seeing stuff kind of pop up in yeah, okay. front of you. Maybe that That's kind of cool. thing. Yeah. Um, because the other thing is. So I'm I'm obviously excited about this just on paper because it's Nintendo and it's like a real life Nintendo thing which is just like sounds what if. insanely <laughs> cool what if um but then I recently went to Universal Studios in Singapore mm. and I like it it had been a while since I'd been to a theme park especially a theme park overseas where there's kind of you know Universal Studios is a bit more money than say Hollywood on the Gold Coast or movie <laughs> world that we have here yes um, and just seeing the technology that is in rides now is insane. Like right. the Transformers ride is fucking incredible. Like you're in a car that moves. What? And you <laughs> you go like you move back and forth between these two or three screens, and the screens are so big that you can never see the edge of it. Oh right. And you've got 3D glasses on. So what do you mean never? Well, you so you move into a bit and you're looking at like you're in a cityscape that's all in 3D and Optimus Prime, but it never looks like it's a screen. Right. Like it's yeah. huge. So you can't see the edge. Like when you're if you look right up, all you're seeing is just more city. So it really is immersive. Like at oh, no point cool. do you feel like I have 3D glasses on and I'm just looking at a screen. Yeah, like yeah. the amount of it really does take up your whole field of vision, which is pretty spectacular. And that ride has probably been around for I think a couple of years now. Yeah. So no, like seeing how great all the technology is in these rides now and that this theme park is another three years away yeah. and the stuff that they'll be able to be doing then Oof. is pretty exciting. Yeah. Like so the Mario Kart thing sounds cool. There's a Zelda puzzle ride that apparently is like this guy is saying like the tech is like nothing else that he's ever heard of before. Yeah, yeah. Which they always pretty crazy. About, about theme park rides. You often hear them say, like, this is a new piece of tech that's never been used before. Yeah. Like, and often of course it hasn't. Yeah. And often it's <laughs> We built a dishwasher in... and it's got an 80-foot <laughs> yeah, loop in yeah. it. Yeah. It's true of everything. It's yeah. true of this podcast. 
There's never been anything like it. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us talking about video games. No one's ever seen that before. No one's dared to attempt it. Talking over each other like that. You won't find What are you talking about? The Donkey Kong ride sounds really cool where it's like, yeah, so it's like you were saying a minecart ride where you're in a minecart and then there's a big, there's like a fake track that, you, that it looks like you're driving on, but your actual track is underneath that. Like a wacky racer's car on stilts. like Sort, a sort of, yeah. yeah. Mm. So that, so from what you can see, it looks like you're jumping off a broken bit of the track and there's spikes poking out, but really you're being controlled by a second actual rail that's under yeah. that. That's a super cool idea. So it, yeah. all sound, it sounds like it's, yeah, it sounds amazing. Like even just like, the, I think the entrance to the whole world is... A replica of Princess Peach's castle. Oh yeah, that I think you that like the forecourt from Mario sixty four that you then walk through and oh yeah, everything. That'd be sick. They should have like walkways that look like they're paintings. Yeah, and you have Mm. to walk through a painting. Mm. Like I'd say it'll be video game (laughs) Crash Bandicoot two Cortex Strikes Back. Great. Mm -hmm. I'd say there'll be like pipes between all the worlds. Will be the thing. But what what sort of stuff would you like to see in there, Noxy? Uh, and it has to be Nintendo stuff. Yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't. The, the rules might change one day, and maybe everyone will just fucking get along. Bit for of Sonic. Once. Bit of Sonic in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. This is one. Who's going to be the first absolute madman to turn up there in Sonic cosplay and just absolutely fuck the joint up? <laughs> um. I would like to see a thing where you know that Kathy Freeman thing at Science Works. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. This is for people in the local area only, yep. or who have travelled to the local area only. <laughs> There's a thing at this place called Science Works here, which is like you won't even it... say what the local area is. You're so scared of your bank account being hacked. <laughs> no, Melbourne. It's okay. Melbourne, Australia. Oh, you fucked now. My yeah. pin code. You're going to get skimmed. <laughs> 6969. <laughs> Fucking hell. 6969. <laughs> I told them to give me two pin codes because I like typing them numbers. If yeah. you go into the bank and you try and make your pin code 6969, do you think they'd try and talk you out of it? Because I think they'd fucking laugh and go, oh, thank God. Someone with a sense of humour in my bank finally. <laughs> um <laughs> The uh, at science works. So science works is one of those play. It's like making science fun for kids, and it's got mm. little activities. It doesn't. But, anyway. one of, but it's no. There's one where you get on a bike and you ride that bike, and then it there's a model taking... of a skeleton hanging from the ceiling, and the skeleton also rides his bike at the exact same pace. Mm. It's more like it fun. makes taking kids <laughs> to science less shit for adults. Yeah, is what mm. it's really doing. And so there's a thing where Kathy Freeman, who was a sprinter. She's still alive, but I don't know if she sprints anymore. I doubt it. Anyway, also, she wasn't she a middle distance runner? Man, I don't know that all running is sprinting to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't anything, get on that bike much. Did anything you? above a brisk walk is. <laughs> I remember the flash. that skeleton telling me like, "Pick up the pace, kid." <laughs> <laughs> that would be great to hack in. And the skeleton starts roasting people. <laughs> Check out this little fat ass. <laughs> what are you riding a penny farthing? Because I assume they rode them slowly. Anyway, I there so was no skeleton. That was the Grim Reaper talking to you <laughs> directly. So lay off the hamburgers. There was there was like a wall that would line up at the pace of Kathy Freeman's running, and it yeah. would have her in different poses, and you'd have to try and beat her, right. and you couldn't. And one time, a guy hurt himself so bad that he sued Science Works, and I think they laughed him out of the building. Yeah. Uh, and his name, Adam Knox. Yes. So anyway, Adam Jeffrey Knox. So <laughs> the the I would like to see a thing that's like a Mario obstacle course. That would be what cool. I'm to. I mean, a Mario jumps over it, and then you got to catch up to him. I'm frothing hard on all the rides, but just even just the little incidental shit of just like 
Yeah, walking around in a little Luigi themed pizza parlor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My that, that will be favorite thing about theme parks is the um, like I like rides, but you know how they have the areas that are just an exhibition to look at. Man, and they're usually yeah. at an island in the distance, and there's always been something so cool to me about this island that you're not allowed to go to, but there's all this stuff built on it. Uh, like, imagine yeah. what it'd be like to be over there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like at Caribbean Gardens, they had a boat tour. Oh, I yeah. only know bad attractions. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, man, I just so I, yeah, I just went to Univert. Like, I just did all that. Like, yeah. and it was it reminded me of how awesome theme parks are when they're at that level where there's like a lot of yeah, obviously a lot of money and a lot of um, uh, it's it's all very well maintained. Nothing looks run down and shit. The only bad thing about Universal Studios was it just reminded me like, oh, it's a shame that I'm not more into any of the properties that Universal right. has. Like, so what do they have? So Harry Potter trans- is there, right? No. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Harry Potter is uh, maybe it's not at the one in Singapore. Maybe isn't it? It's at the, it's at the one in Tokyo. I just I just read a thing the other day that Disney wanted it, but J.K. Rowling wanted full creative control over. Yeah, the theme park. right. It must be at one of the American ones then. It's probably yeah. an American one. But they have. Uh, it's there, but you just have to run through platform nine and three quarters. Oh God, fucking hell! Uh, you, you haven't read them books. You get it if you'd read the books. You so you walk in and there's like a very cool main street, which I yeah. think every theme park has some version of, which that's sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the Transformers ride, and then there's a ride based on fuck. What is it called? Battlestar Galactica. Oh, which is just two roller coasters that are great. Uh, and then the Mummy. There's a mummy ride. Okay. Um, and then Shrek World, <laughs> which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then Madagascar. Is there a Jurassic Park thing? There is a Jurassic Park thing. Okay, yeah, that's that was cool. Yeah. yeah, that was cool. What's um, that involve? Some uh, dinos? That involves a like a, a, a water rafting, um, oh. a river rapids Kind of ride oh, from that weird. classic scene in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Where well, it's like you're go going on a rapids. little tour of the rapids. Uh, you're going on a little riverboat cruise, and then oh, stuff's gone wrong. The dinosaurs have gotten out. You know what? There you... was a riverboat, a rapids thing in the Mega Drive Jurassic Park. Guess game. what? There's not a roller coaster in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> Flying a spaceship would feel a bit. No like one a... in Transformers yeah. is wearing 3D glasses. What do you want from these people? <laughs> I want them to do realistic rides. I want. I want to have like a. Green Mile ride where you just have to wait in a jail cell for a while <laughs> for twelve years. That's what yeah. they, at the Nintendo one they should have a Metroid ride, but they only they pretend it doesn't exist for ten years at a time, and then well, occasionally open it. Well, we went on the so we go on the, the Jurassic Park uh, River Rapids ride was cool, yeah. But you know we go on it and it's like you're in a you're in a raft with like you know six other people or something, and. So halfway through the ride, it's like, yeah, it's meant to be like you're on this scenic cruise and then like, uh-oh, something's gone wrong and all these alarms start sounding near you. Yeah. And me and my girlfriend were the only Australian people on the ride and for any uh, – this is a bit grim – for any international listeners, oh, yeah. we had an incident at a theme park in Australia about six months ago where a group of people died on a river rafting ride. Yeah. So for us, like – for us, the whole thing of like – <laughs> Something's going wrong. Yeah. Had a little bit more resonance than I think it was meant to. Like yeah. we started genuinely freaking out, and mm. you could see all these people going, "Wow, the bloody Aussies aren't up to much, are they? Eh? <laughs> a bit, bit sensitive over there, aren't yeah. they?" So that whole experience was like a little bit weird. There yeah. was a Jurassic Park thing at the museum here. It wasn't a ride, mm. but it was like these really good animatronic dinosaur things you go through, and they did the same thing. And and at the Superman ride at Movie World as well. There's a lot of rides that start with like, oh no, yeah, something. 
That, and that's the thing. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what Nintendo do with that. I love a bit of when you're in the line and there's the videos of like the, the story behind the ride yeah. where there's like a guy going, so here's what we need you to do. Like this is why you've been called in. I love all that And they have shit. those videos where it's some like underpaid actor going like, welcome to Grambalambor Industries. Yes. The finest in normal speed cars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then it goes, bram, bram. oh no, the cars have gotten a mind of their own. And you, and you take off and it's yeah. a bit of fun but a little bit goofy. A lot like comic books. Okay. <laughs> Great. Bringing well, it back to that. Didn't, didn't see. Didn't know where that was going. No. Um, yeah, also, just quickly, so that yeah, like that ride. That'd be great. Sorry, if they had, if they did a Zelda ride, and you walk in, it's like, hello, Link. Welcome to the car. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ganon has escaped. Yeah, I'm hoping it's animated. I'm hoping it's not like some just American actor going. We need you to try and find Mario. Like I'm hoping yeah. it's like you're kind of in that world. Oh, Luigi's mm. Mansion might ride a bit. Yeah, like a that'd proper, be cool. A good haunted. House. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a big enough of a of a th- that Luigi know, himself. But yeah, is, yeah. So. Also, ha- like haunted house things are a big enough thing. It'd be like, yeah, oh, true. this makes sense. Yeah. yeah, true. Yeah. So I don't know. It's very man. I like. I honestly am already like thinking. I gotta go. I've gotta go over very early on. And, yeah. and do it. Yeah. Like. I think man. Be- being a theme park tourist is a lifestyle I could definitely get on board. Big with. time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick. Wobby's World, oh. <laughs> the classic. See, I don't like theme parks, but I would go to this. What because kind of fucking Ebenezer Scrooge bastard? Some people don't. I, yeah, well, we we never went as kids because we didn't have the money to go to like the Gold Coast. Oh, well, don't make it sad. <laughs> we went to Wobby's World, and I was like, oh, this is what a theme park I is. I fucking loved Wobby's World, though. I didn't, but I, I also just don't like the. They had some great rides. Watching the Red Baron break down. <laughs> yeah, well, that's my Rickety idea. Of a theme bridge, park. <laughs> but I just like I I don't. Uh, I don't like roller coasters and stuff. Like I would go to this for, like you said, Tommy. Like going to the Luigi's Pizza Parlor. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the stuff around the rides would yeah. be really cool. Because I, I like do, Nintendo. You yeah. know what I love is I love the rides, and we, they had a Madagascar one of this at Universal Studios, which uh, it was fine for what it was. But again, I was like, oh, it's a shame that I'm not more into this. Yeah, the the, the style of ride where. Um, it is a passive kind of riverboat, yep. And it's like your, it's like the sort of the um, what is it? The thing that always gets referenced. The it's a small world after oh, all. Oh, right. So it's basically like a log you flume. Go, sort yeah, of going around a bunch of like animatronic little things, and there's kind of a little story as you go through all the areas. Yeah, yeah. There was one at uh, Movie World that was a Looney Tunes one. And it, you'd go into this room before the ride and it was like Bugs is meant to be here to do a show and Bugs hasn't shown up. Oh. So it's like, oh, we got to go find him. And so you'd get into this – you'd go through this river and you basically would go through all these areas where there's all the all the Looney Tunes trying to find Bugs Bunny and right. getting like, you know, the Tasmanian devil's gotten stuck in a log and just kind of all this. And they sort of talk <laughs> as you go past them. And, man, I loved it. Like I went to Movie World I think like twice with my parents and I – like. I, I wanted to go on that like five times a day. Yeah. I loved it so much. I even enjoyed going on this Madagascar. I, I, love, the, I love that style mm. of ride. And yeah. man, it, like if there was some kind of Mario themed one of oh, that yeah. where you're just kind of like passively traveling through the Mario kingdom and there's like all the sound effects yeah. and stuff. Little like, Goombas fuck, like oh, campfire or whatever. That would be so good. They, like, that they, would be amazing. There's something really cool about drifting past a place that you're never going to see again, <laughs> but it's really intricately made. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, I think like, on like long car trips, I always look at, you know how sometimes you see a tree just standing on its own? Mm-hmm. And I think like, maybe I want to spend a week 
near that tree mm-hmm. yeah. just mm-hmm. to understand what the world is like there. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? Well, just even like with those rides where it's like, so you you come up to, for example, in this, it's like the Madagascar one. You're coming towards the line and he's kind of just like swaying back and forth and going, hey, everyone, we've got to go over here or whatever. And you're just meant to kind of look at him for a second and hear what he says and then your 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 vision is meant to kind of shift over to the other side of you yeah, where yeah, there's yeah. the hippo doing something. Yeah. But I, I always used to get a bit of a jolly thrill when I was a little kid out of once you've gone just past them, you turn around and look back. You oh, know what I mean? It's yeah. like I'm not meant to be seeing this. <laughs> yeah. still, or, but I've like, seen it all. Yeah, it's triggered by – yeah, I've fully upskirted the line. <laughs> I was sick. Um, but, yeah, I, I think, yeah, the Nintendo – like it, it's, it's, yeah, important to know with all this stuff, like this guy reckons all this stuff. Is changing it up in the air, but obviously, yeah, there's set things that are just going to be. I kind of don't know what I want out of a out of a Zelda ride mm. so much. So like, do you remember that that one dungeon? No, in Skyward Sword, you won't. But there was a dungeon in Skyward Sword where it was like, uh, you know, those little tile puzzles. Yes, uh, where you move them around, and there's one empty space, and you've got to make yep. them into yep. the image. It was basically that, and you moved uh, each of the rooms, and they would it would reorient. The dungeon itself, some kind of escape room, puzzle uh, room. Type yeah, thing. I think based on these, I can't quite follow what he's talking about. But based on these leaked documents, I think that's kind of what I, I think he was saying that the other day. Yeah, yeah. so right. it's basically he's saying there's something where you're each sitting in an area and and you're kind of divided into groups and you're in this big room and you're you work together in your little section and the, the bits that you're sitting in kind of move around each other in yeah. some weird way. That'd be great. Right. Like an escape room type yeah. thing. Yeah. A perfect fit for that. Yeah. I think what could be cool if you if they kind of just took what they have with the, the Transformers ride is basically you're following Optimus Prime around the city as he's fighting the bad robots or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something and he kind of and the bad robot will kind of like grab the De- car that you're in. Decepticon. And, Decepticon. <laughs> He'll grab the car that you're in and shake it around and like you get smashed and then Optimus Prime is jumping in and kind of protecting you. Sort of like those those uh moving like cinemas. the moving sim thing. It, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's basically the next Evolution of that, basically, yeah, right. but you're not you're not in an enclosed thing. You're in an open car, so you can yeah. kind of look all around you. Right, something like that where Link's taking on a boss, and mm-hmm. for whatever reason, you're there, kind of hovering around it. Yeah, yeah, could be could be cool, but I guess there's probably more. Yeah. Crea- that's probably like the dungeon is probably more what people I mean, want mm, in the Zelda do, thing. Do several little things, but uh, escape rooms are big too at the moment. I yeah. think yeah. so. That I could see them doing something like that. And yeah, like I said, that's the thing that's worth remembering is that this is still another. You know, three years from opening, so between now and then, new kind of technologies will open up to them that yeah. they'll be able to kind of implement and stuff like that. Do um, a Smash Brothers ride where, like, you walk in and they shut the doors and say, "One of you gets to leave." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, man, I, we, oh fuck, I just. The more I look at it, the more I go, I have to make sure that I'm there yeah. within the week of it being like, Fuck. man, we gotta we gotta keep this podcast going until the twenty twenty Olympics. Oh yeah, let's let's do Try a GoFundMe to get us there. Fuck, let's just start talking about sports so we can get flown over to cover the Olympics. <laughs> All right, I'll get really great at weightlifting mm-hmm. so that I can get to the twenty twenty Olympics. Okay. I reckon I could do that in three years. <laughs> It would have to be two for me to get looked at into looked at by a team. Man, how fucking good is the 2020 Olympics going to be? Pretty like, sick. Mm, in terms of the fact that it's in Tokyo. Oh, baby. So often they do it in countries where they do not have the infrastructure and whatever mm-hmm. else to handle yeah. putting on a good Olympics. But, man, it being in 2020 and in Tokyo Oof. will be fucking rad. Where I, I haven't been to Tokyo. 
Where is there room there for a huge Olympic sized? I don't know. Thing? It'll probably be. It's probably out of the city a fair bit. Like the airport is like a half an hour train ride from the city anyway. Like there is stuff around the city right. where it's like a lot of countryside. I'm okay. sure that information and, yeah. is out there. But like, you know, Homebush in Sydney is like not where they had the 2000 Olympics. Yeah. It's not in the city. No, like it's, that's it's true. It's a pretty, fair distance out. It's where the comedy yeah. store is, right? The comedy store, the comics. The What the hell am I talking about? Yeah, the store. Yeah, the comedy store, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, it's not. And it, no, Bush, no, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's just a bunch of other stadiums, is it? Uh, yeah, that's their sports stadiums. But Homebush, yeah. Homebush was built right. specifically yeah, yeah, it was. for the Olympics. I've yeah. been in that pool, I'm pretty sure. And it's, and it's like... I think it's like a half hour out of the city. Yeah, like it's a fair way out of the. But like city Tokyo now. has like the Tokyo Dome. Like they there is there's sports stuff there. Yeah, but yeah, I'm, they'll probably build it a city for it. Basically, probably yeah. Cool. I'd say that that information is probably readily available. Do now. it in the we sky, Google like Bioshock. Oh yeah, get a bunch <laughs> of huge balloons and yep. have runners just like whoa. <laughs> the high jumper <laughs> yeah. wins this amazing, incredible. You jump nine hundred meters technically. <laughs> Here is your uh, posthumous award. <laughs> so Knox, you went in this week on uh, Tekken Seven. Yeah, Tekken Seven came out last week, two weeks ago, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah. Tekken's a, a franchise that I've never really gone in on. Yeah, I've right. never gone in on in right. any capacity. I've uh, I've taken an interest in it from day oh, one. God. <laughs> <laughs> Not day one, from the third game Well, but, uh, when I edit this podcast, I'm going to be teching that line out of the show Well, I'll uh, be teching you to court <laughs> These are all just the word taken You know yeah. my favourite Liam Neeson movie? Oh, God. Schindler's List? No, it's a good movie, but it'd be... Um, the Grey I haven't seen that I'm trying to think really I think good. it would be Schindler's List I haven't seen it's Liam funny Neeson in that, in that Ricky Gervais movie. clip With that With that uh, With Stephen Merchant Yeah And the little guy God I love that kind of comedy <laughs> uh, So Tekken 7 is The ninth Tekken game Technically Or like the tenth Tekken Technically Yes <laughs> Technically uh. Um because there were two like tag tournament ones, yeah. which are like side things. And there then was, I think they did a free to play thing at some point. There was a Tekken versus Street Fighter. Street Fighter, as well. yeah. yeah, that's mm. true. Yeah. So there's been a, it's and it's been going since like for more than twenty years. Yeah. And I really liked the third one on the original PlayStation. That was an amazingly good game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was like the first one that I can remember that introduced like a two point five D kind of thing. That was sidestepping. Right. Yeah, it yeah. seemed like Tekken was like you had your Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat were roughly around the same time. And I remember that yeah. early console days they were kind of always going head to head. Yeah, and they were sort and of dying off by that time. By yeah, the late nineties, mm. Tekken was kind of like here's the next fighting franchise. It was yeah. Tekken, and then Soul Calibur came along pretty oh, yeah, soon yeah, after yeah. that, yeah. and that was great as well. But anyway. Tekken 7 is uh, meant to be the last one in like this story that they've been doing since then, which yeah. is incomprehensible to me. Totally, and yeah. I cannot follow. There's mm. a devil and there's... Yeah. I can be your devil or your angel is the <sighs> tattoo that I have on my lower back. Great. Uh, so <laughs> on your t- lower back. They do so have... So you've got a tramp stamp of that. I don't like to call it that. I like to call it my gentleman's landing. <laughs> I couldn't think of it, but anyway, so <laughs> it has though. Inte- they ha- it has all of the like cinematics from all the other games. Oh, great! Oh, really? Which is really cool. cool, and it's got a bunch of shit like that, like unlock unlockable stuff. Yeah, that's just as you play, you get points that you unlock it all with. Right. Um, 
It has a single player mode that I haven't really gone that far into, like a story mode yep. with the flattest, most terrible fucking narration <laughs> from this dude who's like meant to be a detective like, well, this was the case that finally got me. And I'm giving it more life than it has. He's yeah. like, well, they hey, I'm looking into the Mishima Zaibatsu and boy, did I find a hell of a lot of interesting information. Mm. It's genuinely some of the worst voice acting I've ever seen. Right. Wow. Because um, all I remember from those early ones is like, Iron Fist Tournament. Yeah. And it, like they didn't, re- you got like a little clip after playing through the arcade mode. Yeah, for each character. For each character. Yeah, And yeah. that was the story. But they did kind of have them and it's like this weird shit of like this feuding family the Mishimas. Yes. And they're, uh, they keep throwing each other in volcanoes and shit. <laughs> so, and like turning into demons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, they've got, they've sold their souls multiple times yeah, and that yeah. sort of shit. So it's really silly and over the top. And like, I wish I liked that stuff more in the single player story mode thing because mm. I like absurd, you know. Yeah. Ridic- and in, after playing Injustice 2 yeah. in the first one as well, they did the story stuff so well. And this is just like flat little cutscenes and normal fights and it's not very good. Yep. Uh, but the actual game itself is fucking really fun. Mm. Right. I really like Tekken because it's this It's this very um, – each hit takes quite a bit of your health. Mm-hmm. And like if you get stuck in someone going you, you're fucked. Yeah. So yeah. it's a thing where you kind of have to make – really good moves early on. It moves, so it moves quite quickly in that way, but it's also very deliberately paced where like hits take quite a while to get out depending on who they are. So so I played a bunch of multiplayer more than anything and right. it's just, it's really... Um, so online multiplayer. Yeah. Yeah, right. And it's a really fun uh, just fighting game. It, yeah. it, uh, it I don't know how better to describe it to that. Yeah, I, I honestly that. have always found the Tekken games to be, for me, like the most kind of balanced and like um, like Street Fighter, it feels like you've got to be into that kind of fighter. Yeah. Tekken, it's like, uh, if you're a gamer, you can get into this because it's kind of balanced, it kind of makes sense. Street Fighter requires such dexterity from mm. you in yeah. how you use the controls as well. Yeah. And this is a lot simpler in the same way that Injustice kind of is. Yeah, yeah. Where I've it's just always found Street Fighter weird in the way that, like, to get good at it, you can't just, like, play it and get good at it. You actually need to invest time mm-hmm. into a training mode yeah. yep. where you're actually looking at and studying and looking up what these button inputs are. Like, yeah, you totally. can't just get into it and progressively get better and better yeah. you sort of need to study which has just always seemed it's always done very in, at odds with what I like about totally. playing video games it's yeah. always done in an incredibly dull way I read yeah. a really good yeah. article the other day and I can't remember where it was so sorry to wherever it was from knowing you probably fucking Ralph magazine yeah probably on the f- fucking toilet wall eh <laughs> That's probably where I'm reading it. Probably in the you read a whole article on a toilet wall. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was must about... have been some shit you were doing. <laughs> I had to take a phone call. Anyway, <laughs> it it was about how poor tutorial stuff is in fighting games, right? Yeah. And how unengaging they make that process of learning a character, which I completely agree with. Yeah, where you have to kind of find your own way to do that to make it fun and kind of have your own willpower about it yeah. to learn how to play them, which yeah. I completely agree is not uh, always particularly fun. But having played other Tekken games, this is quite easy to pick up again. It's right. weird that they don't, especially with Street Fighter, that they still, I guess it doesn't matter because it's it's just a big franchise, but that they don't look at, like, that. make that the challenge for the new one that you're doing. It's like, mm. okay, well, how do we bring in a way to make this absorbing and part of the actual gameplay, be it some kind of story mode where you just 
you learn these inputs or you or you are given these inputs as you're kind of going through a or, you, you know and like this, it's, yeah. it's, the thing it's, in this it's article, literally you just have to go into the bit where you face off against a dummy yeah. and push pause to have the, them come yeah, up yeah. like yeah it's it's weird that after all this time they still haven't gone let's try and build that in and make it a bit more interesting to and people who are new to the series yeah. all of these fighting games and this was like the main point of the article that I read was like and I completely agree with it a lot of them, if they do have a tutorial thing, teach you how to do stuff, but never why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's never sure. like, here is the situation for using this. Here's how you can best take advantage of it. Yeah. So, uh, this is where, like, watching other, like, watching videos and stuff does play into it, or yeah. watching replays of other people's matches or spectating things. Yeah. Because you see someone do something and go, like, oh, fuck, that's smart, and so on. Yeah. I mean, when I, because I loved, I had taken two and three, yeah. loved them both, was. Pretty young, you know, whenever that would have been, I would have been, you know, like early teens maybe or even younger probably. They were out in like... I would have been... I think three was out in like 98, so I would have been nine. Okay, 11, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so 12. obviously... And we didn't have like heaps of games on the place. We had, you know, like five or six or whatever. But even back then, if we had Tekken 3, I was just playing Tekken 3 all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was sitting down in training mode and going through all the moves and learning all of the moves... And, like, that was fun then and it was a valid way to play it and a valid way to design a game. I think it's just a different era now. Well, and there's just so many other games and other genres and stuff as well have done that sort of stuff of, like, teaching you how to play shit. And and you can make something fun out of it. The Mm. other thing is, too, it's from an era where you, for the with most games... They came with an instruction manual yeah. and you did have to sit there and look at, oh, okay, so, oh, to do this, I push this button. Yeah. Like that was very much of an era where that stuff wasn't built into games and there very yeah. rarely were training levels where another, even just in a platform where a character go, hey, here's how you jump. That just never happened. And I guess fighting games were initially made for arcades. Exactly. Yeah. You're, not, yeah. you're not having a training mode there. You're putting in your 20 cents, yeah. you know, in 1993 and, and playing. And I remember yeah. the, all the, it's all listed on the cabinet. You had that yes. display that has, here's how you do the Hadouken Here's how you do the yoga flame and all that sort of yep. stuff. If you're kind of figuring it out in real life with someone who's next to you as well, it is a lot more fun. In a fun. fight? <laughs> in, her? in a fight? Did I say? What did I say? No, if you said if you're figuring it out in real life with someone who's next to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, if you're just sorting shit settling out of the street. It, yeah, settling yes. the differences. <laughs> okay, mano like, mano. Yeah. <laughs> figuring out how this game works together. <laughs> but, yeah, the Tekken, there's something about Tekken that, that is really, it, it just flows really well and it's yeah. very easy to pick up. But also hard to master. Ooh, baby. The only thing the I really game know from the nineties. <laughs> the only thing I really know about Tekken is that there was a kangaroo in it, and yes. that yeah. Peter got him taken out. Yeah, yeah. Roger. Peter fucking Daltrey. <laughs> Peter. I was trying to think of a specific person named Peter. Pete Townsend, the of... other guy from The Who? <laughs> 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 oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, which is... Seems, he was in other... Seems pretty ridiculous. Tekken games, yeah. too. He was yeah. in at least... Uh, in, in Tekken 5. And is there a big bear yeah. as well? There's Kuma. Two bears. There's yeah. Kuma and there's Panda. Yeah. A big fucked up bear that's all sleepy and... I don't know if he's sleepy. Oh, I think Kuma was supposed to be like one of those... A dancing bear. That's right, oh, yeah. Okay. And he, isn't he yeah. can, like, fart on people or something? Uh, he has no, some, like, weird... That, that was gone in yeah, 3. He was, like, okay. a little turtle boy. Little turtle dinosaur man, yeah. yeah. Okay, oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. He That's what great. I do like about those games. They've got those human characters, but then they've just got those weirdo... Oh, yeah. So, oh, and Tekken is weird there. as shit. It's got a bunch of, um, like... Uh, it's got monsters. Cosmetic dressing up sort of uh, clothes and stuff you can give to your characters. Oh, cool. To make them look fucking goofy, <laughs> but in a, in a really good way. Yeah. Similar to Injustice. Yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. 
And it, I, I really like, like, it's not, if you don't like fighting games as a rule, it probably won't win you over and all that sort of stuff. I think the PC version is the best one if you have access to that. I got it on the PS4, but... Isn't right. that generally true? Yeah. The yeah. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. they end up fucked up on the PC yeah, for some okay. reason. It takes a while to patch out. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's perfectly good on the PS4. And... Um, Came a little soundtrack in it. Oh, that's cool. cool. little CD. Always appreciated. Which is a bit of fun. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to it and I never will, but it's nice to have it in there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I found someone who had extracted all of the music from Breath of the Wild and I was like, oh, cool, oh. and then went through and went, I'm never listening to this. <laughs> There's this YouTube channel I've been watching lately, and again, I forget its name, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's called 8-Bit Music Theory. Okay. It's oh. really oh, I think I've heard of fucking that. Yeah. good. So this dude knows his shit about music, and I do not understand 90% of what he's saying. Great. But it's so engaging to watch anyway, because he's like, chromatic, blah, you know, all this yeah. music terminology. So studying kind the of explains music of it. games. Yeah. Right. It kind of explains... So, so he just did like a four-part series on Breath of the Wild. Oh, cool. Oh. It's a really good channel if you want to look that up like uh, it again it's very in-depth music theory stuff but he does a pretty good job of explaining it like in a very um complicated way but then also going but here's what that makes you feel or what it means yeah, like, yeah cool, cool. cool that's great i really like that channel the other thing about tekken uh seven that i wanted to mention really quick the presentation like the graphics and stuff are great and it's got just like a couple of little things that make it like so if you're both on quite low health at the end of a match and you both sort of throw an attack at the same time, which yeah. happens quite often mm-hmm. uh, or often enough for this to be a cool thing. It'll go like slow down and you oh, won't be able cool. to tell who's going to hit. Great. Yeah, that's great. So, and then it'll be a thing of like, it looks like your punch is going to connect, but oh no, it just misses and the other guy gets you in the face. Nice. And it's, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Just little touches like that. It's all. Tekken always had that kind of stuff. The kind of like, if you get perfect on four matches in a row, you unlock this. Like it, they'll it, do a little funny dance. Or yeah, something. yeah. 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 It's always been, uh, uh Good series, yeah, or at least in my experience, and uh, I reckon it's good if you like fighting games or have liked Tekken in the past. Mm, this great, is pretty much the uh, I new have Tekken been... game. I think <laughs> I've been playing... you won't be taking it back to the shops. Uh, <sighs> I've been playing a little more of Arms in the last week, which I went pretty in depth on last week. But it's been interesting, like being able to play online, uh, which I couldn't do previously, mm. uh, has been great. Like it's been great to. Yeah, like the party lobby stuff is really well done. Mm. After That's a, the party, it's a whole <laughs> lobby. That's the lobby. Uh, the thing that has been singled out a lot in in reviews. That it it does a really good job of you. You'll be in you kind of the way it presents it is your little icon kind of floating around. Oh yeah, and yeah. there'll be like whatever there is, kind of ten of you, and it it sort of randomly just like links you up. And the way it sort of shows you that it's doing that, and the way that you spectate is pretty cool. Mm. Uh, I've been getting into ranked. Update. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yep. I've just gotten word from my eBay account that my fidget spinner has been sent. <laughs> God. <laughs> Worth interrupting. Oh, wait. We need to do an ad. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it um, after you finish talking about arms. Okay. Well, why don't we do it now and then I'll go back into arms. <laughs> okay. Since we've already been interrupted. Yeah. Fidget spinners call. are sponsoring us this week. <laughs> <laughs> and Loot Crate. That's right. Our friendly friends at Loot Crate are sponsoring us once more. Uh, and uh, this month's theme for Loot Crate is animation. Now, you boys, big fans of animation, I I feel. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, uh, I like... I didn't like Aladdin when I rewatched it, but other than that, into an animation. Well, you're wrong about Aladdin. 
But you're right about I'm, being into all the I'm, other I'm animation. I will accept that I may be wrong about the first half of Aladdin. Yeah. But the second half sucks. Not sure that this is what our sponsor wants <laughs> us to be doing. but <laughs> So if you're on a quest for epic gear, housewares and collectibles, you know that Loot Crate has it all. It's the best surprise you know is coming. It's a surprise because it like turns up on your doorstep with a bunch of cool stuff in it. But you know it's coming because you've signed up for it. Much like my fidget <laughs> and, spinner, which and is the on mo- its way. The money has left your account. <laughs> yes. So you can't really claim it to be too much. You can't be too shocked. Yeah. The specific day, though, you don't know. True. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for admitting that. Unless you work at the post office. Well, that's a whole nother kettle oh, of fish. Good, do you reckon if you worked at the post office, you'd just take your mail home from work or would you get the guy to deliver it for you? Oh, Great question. Yeah. Well, I, There might be you, some you, processes there that you can't, you know, yeah. change. If you work at the post office, write us a letter <laughs> because you're the only people who have a vested interest. But that's in like that going, if you're yeah. a plastic surgeon, can't you just give yourself a boob job? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Loot Crate offers an offers a epic range of pop culture items for less than 20 bucks a month, which is very reasonable. Um, they also have like loot wear, which is like all clothes stuff. Um, there's a big one called Loot Crate DX. which uh, a, a deluxe box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, there's loot pets, which is very cool. Um, and loot gaming. And there's loot gaming. Relevant to our listeners who all of us are gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, so yeah, July's theme is animation, and uh, in this uh, in this one, you get some stuff from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh cool. yeah, I like that a lot. Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah, Big that fan. show's great. It's, it's really great. It is. Better than you think it is if you haven't watched it. Totally. I thought it would be garbage and then actually <laughs> sat down and watched it and it's a really funny show. It's it's like the new Simpsons. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's really uh, let's not be lunatics, but <laughs> it's a good show. It's a great animated show about a family with foibles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's also Futurama stuff. Again, massive fan. Mm-hmm. And Rick and Morty, which, oh, yeah, great. like these are Huge. all fantastic. Rick and Morty is the new hotness for sure. <laughs> Very nice. I'm down with it. I got a fidget spinner on its way. I know how to speak to the youth. Oh goodness! Uh, one lucky subscriber will, will win a mega crate, which is obviously real big. All the same stuff, but slightly bigger. <laughs> yeah. No, I think mega crates like you get a PS4. Like it's oh, wow, okay. like it's genuinely it's like the size of that one. They keep the Velociraptor in at the start of Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Why not it just has a Velociraptor? <laughs> why not just say a PS4? Like why gussy it up with this weird? Well, it's not always a terminology. PS4. Yeah, I think you get like a bunch of shit because they yeah. have ads for that in in the loot crates. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's like a competition that you have to be in it to win it. Yeah. Uh, so you ha- speaking of being in it, you have. Until the 19th uh, of the month. You're really taking the piss with that one. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you have until the 19th, uh, 9 p.m. Pacific time in the US to subscribe to get this theme. The theme sounds awesome, so I suggest you do it. Uh, Go to lootcrate.com slash filthycasuals and enter filthycasuals as your promo code to get $3 off any new subscription today. Great. And Knox, can I ask you a favour? Please stop calling back to the Tekken review because I'm going to edit the whole thing out. <laughs> um, so yeah, arms. I've been uh, yeah, I've been playing online a little bit, and I've basically been getting more into ranked matches than I thought I would yeah. be. I have more or less abandoned motion control in mm-hmm. favour of using the pro controller. Interesting, interesting. And I'm finding that it has that it 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 is just yeah, it it is a great game. The I, I think the the difference. The difference that's really interesting to what you were just saying about Tekken is that you know with this every time you every time you throw a punch, you're leaving yourself open. Like mm. I think it's a really interesting. So it's been written about a lot, which I agree is it's basically a, a kind of a scaled up rock paper scissors. So mm-hmm. uh, if you try to grab someone a 
a punch will beat that, uh, a guard will beat a punch, and a grab can beat a guard. This is so. interesting. A, a three-pronged game using your hands, like rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. It's yeah. like a game of rock, paper, scissors. That's literally what I just said. Yeah. I was I li- ch- checking for questions from our listeners. <laughs> I literally introduced that sentence by saying, it's been written a lot that it's like rock, paper, scissors. Well, yeah. it's been said a lot now too. <laughs> God. Arguably too many times. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. It, the, Can the I just mechanic- interrupt you, Tommy? Yes. Sounds like a game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this podcast is turning into that a little bit. <laughs> Interruption beats content. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been, uh, I, I had it in my head that, I, I really couldn't tell how this was going to be. This game was going to be received on the whole, like yep. whether people were going to take to it. Uh, it. Certainly, in what I've seen online of people that I know, people are really enjoying it. Mm. I kind of had it in my head that they had maybe screwed themselves a little bit in terms of I. I didn't think it was as readily accessible to a new player as they perhaps thought that it was. Right. Um, but then I was playing it the other night and uh, my housemate Tom Ballard walked past Ooh. who does not play games. Yes. And he was like, Not oh. at all. <laughs> He's always walking around saying, I ain't fucking playing games. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a straight shooter, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he really bullies us every time we're doing an episode <laughs> yeah. of this in my house. But yeah, he was. He just walked past and was like, oh, can we have a game? And we, we, uh, we played together and he, it, it was actually fun. Like it, I kind of thought, oh, this is not going to be fun yeah. for someone who does. Like there's just that little bit too much to kind of explain mm-hmm. in a quick, you know, it's not like Mario Kart where you go, oh, you steer and you shoot with this and you yeah. just go. Um, and it was really fun. Like it, I, and I've hearing this from people a bit that it actually is more fun for, you know, casual people than you would think. And I think, cool. and mm. I, and also I think, Kind of, I don't know if, I, I mean, I don't think this is deliberate, but I think what is a great feature of it is that if you play it solo and you play with the pro controller, you start to get, you know, obviously you start to get pretty good and you start to get pretty skilled. And then when you play with someone else, if you both play with motion control, because that's kind of the more fun yeah. kind of party way to play, even though you're good at it because you've been playing it for a bit, it puts you at a bit of a handicap. So you can kind of play against someone who hasn't played before and you're not just going to mop the floor with them. Yep. Like it actually makes it pretty even. Yeah, right. So I just kind of think they've kind of – I think it was a mistake for them to le- – I get why they did it, but I think it was a mistake to lean into the Joy-Con and the motion control side of it so much because I think that scared a lot of people off. Yeah. And o- honestly, I think the strength of it is that it's this cool, fun fighting game. It's a cartoony Nintendo take on a fighting game that you're better off playing – with a normal controller, mm. and then hey, when you're in a room with friends, it, of course it's more fun to swing your arms around like a fucking idiot. Yeah. So you can do this as a little extra, as like an almost a party mode kind of thing. Yeah. If you want, I think they would have been a lot better off marketing it first and foremost as this fighting game and going, oh, here's like a little bonus that we've chucked in. Sure. Rather than kind of making that the whole pitch of it, which they kind of lent into. Uh, a bit too much. Yeah, but yeah, they just announced a new character for that as well, right? Yeah, so Mr. Mr. What is his name? John Brassman. His, his name's Max Brass. Max and he's, Brass. He's a weird. It, it's weird because he's the boss in the Grand Prix. Oh, okay. Which right. I was just kind of assuming that you would just unlock him yeah. after you cleared it. But on it's a all free, mode. right? I like, mean, it's still yeah. free anyway. But it, I, I was kind of under the assumption that. You just kind of got him eventually. Sure, like and, in most other fighting games. Yeah, and yeah. I, I mean, that's cool that he's coming, but I also, I just want them to get to announcing other DLC that's not already hidden in the game. Yeah. Like I, mean, I kind this, of want them to put this. in four brand new characters that we sure. haven't seen before. To be fair, they've announced this like 
two days after it's come out or something. This so. was the day before. They yeah. announced oh, it like right. the day before. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, like sure. I, I I don't I I don't quite know why if they were going to announce him so soon as DLC that he wasn't just built in and it must yeah. have been a time thing. Or I, they whatever, just want to get that that yeah. announcement flow going. Yeah, mm. yeah. But it is. Cool. I like I mean, that I, they're doing that too. This Splatoon-y. Yeah. totally. And going. I think that uh, yeah, I I I think that you can call it a success. I mean, it's not getting across the board glowing reviews, but for a new IP, I think it's doing. Well enough. Have you, and and have everyone you seen, that I've spoken to is who's gotten a Switch has played it, has enjoyed it. Have you seen negative reviews? Because I ha- I haven't, I have to say. I like, haven't I've seen, seen anything. There's a fair number of just sort of middle of the road. Yeah, like, I mean, right. I've seen a lot of sevens of people sort of going. Which I guess is a negative review in the video game True, world. yeah. I mean, yeah. I've seen... I've seen a lot of uh, the the main thing I've seen that's kind of hindered it review-wise is that people feel that it's a bit lacking in content from day one. Right. I don't necessarily think that that's true, but I mean, maybe that's valid, but it's, also there is more stuff coming to it. I mm. feel like I remember people saying the exact same thing about Mario Kart 8 when that first came out. Right. Were you? Uh, I definitely remember them saying it about Splatoon because Splatoon was maybe really I am thinking bare of bones. Splatoon. I think yeah. you were because Splatoon was their whole thing with it was we want people to just get this and get into it and work it out and then we'll give yeah. you more stuff. Yeah. But to start with, you could only play, there were only like two maps and there were only like four or five weapons or something mm. and they over time they kind of like drip fed it which I think in yeah. I, I think is kind of a cool way of doing it and I think they're sort of aiming to do a similar thing here but I'm just realizing they kind of did that with Mario Maker as mm. well yeah, yeah, they mm-hmm. where it was like it was all out. on the disc but you had to unlock it over a period of days yeah, yeah. it's an interesting way to do it I kind of like the idea of, yeah, I mean, I, I do like that idea. Like if you go in day one and you kind of are just like learning on the same levels as everyone else and yep. then it opens up sort of to all of you at the same time. Yeah. Um, I do think there's something to be said for especially with Splatoon where it was sort of a new type of game and a yeah. new sort of mechanic and yeah. stuff. It certainly it's like proved to have longevity in that case as totally, well. Totally, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. almost like this episodic like like Telltale or someone would do, mm. like this episodic release yeah. of yeah. a bit of this multiplayer game, yeah. which is kind of cool. I mean, I, I've been playing it a fair bit and I'm you know I've I definitely it's going to be very exciting when there's new stuff because I'm getting close to you know tapping out a lot of stuff on it like um you know you've kind of the grump like and oh and they've said that one of my big complaints last week was that there's no sort of story or Mm -hmm. or kind of going into the lore of what the game is and they've said that they are going to be putting that in they're working on that they've said they're working on putting that in right which yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it seems like a, a few things on the Wii, uh, on the Switch that it, it oh. kind of is, you know, the timing of it was perhaps pushed ahead to what a lot of the yeah. teams would have liked it to be. Right. So, um, but yeah, if you're on the fence about it, uh, if you're, you know, if you're a Wii, uh, sorry, fuck, I keep saying it. If you're a Switch owner, <laughs> you, you're obviously in it because you're into Nintendo stuff. If you're into Nintendo stuff and what they've done before, uh, I think it's a no-brainer. I mm. think it's, I think it's really fun. Cool. And yeah, I'd be keen to hear what people are what people are thinking of it. Yeah, I have bought it and, and I not played. It. Have not had time to play it yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm looking a, forward to it. Bit of a special announcement to make. Mm. My fidget spinner <laughs> is on its way. No, I bought a fidget spinner, but at the same time, I just wanted to know. And I know they sell them at like Seven Elevens and stuff. I should have just bought one there. I didn't think about yeah, it. Yeah, you should have. Yeah. It was late at night, and I was like, I'm going to fucking buy one for the exact same price as they are in the Seven Eleven. Anyway, I bought a fidget cube too. I could have. What bought- is that? It is a six-sided cube, much like every cube, <laughs> where 
every side has a different sort of little fucking thing to mess around with. Oh, great. So one side has five little buttons. One of them's a ball bearing and, and yep. some shit you roll around. That sort of thing and like a switch. I, I'm treating this like when you buy a fuckload of stationery. Right. Where in my head I'm like, this is finally going to solve any work problems that I have. Yeah. Because I can just mess with this and take that part of my brain up. But yeah. I bet so, what's going to happen is I will step on it in three days and it won't work. I was just recently in Thailand where I'm happy to announce that the fidget spinner has made its way to the bootleg <laughs> market region. Great. Yeah. And it was because they became big like a week or two before I left. And so it was funny to see how quickly mm. it infiltrates, you know, people over there going, oh, fuck, these are things that people want. Quick, make cheap knockoff ones. Well, yeah. are there official fidget spinners? I don't know. It's really tough to tell. I did yeah. like a yeah. bit of research and it's hard to... It's not like it, with yo-yos where it's like you had the moose ones yeah. and the... Bra- what were they Brain. called? Brains. Brain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were great. Yeah. But it was interesting seeing these guys in market stalls with piles and piles of fidget spinners showing them off, but you could tell that they kind of didn't really know what they were or why <laughs> yeah. people wanted yeah. them. Just yeah. like getting in your face going... Here you go. Are you one of the people that is interested in it? Just looking at it going, just using it going. You could tell they were just like, yeah. who the fuck knows I love that what stuff. these guys want. When you see that stuff at markets, when it's like, I've bought 6,000 of these fucking things because they are yes. never going to go out of style. Yeah, yeah. Like those, uh, it was those ferrets who chased the ball because yep. they were attached yes. to it for yep. a while. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, the, uh, but no, the real, I bought a Switch. I jumped on a... All right, moving on. Uh, <laughs> electronic Bay. So you, uh, you, oh, you went on to Electronic Bay. Yeah, you, a guy you... was uh, selling his Switch because he was going to have a kid. Fucking loser. I've got a Switch now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, I, it's not shown up yet, so I have nothing to add. But um, That's um, exciting. Yeah. So in this year, it. you've gone, you're now, a, you're now a, big, uh, a big three boy. I've got all three. <gasps> Who thought it would come to this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like doing this show has made me feel a bit more like I should probably be have access to whatever mm. oh, totally. to try yeah. and and also I'm not hurting over it like yeah. it's pretty cool to, yeah. to have it. we feel the exact same way we're not going to buy Xboxes no. but, <laughs> but still that's a good no, Nox, absolutely right Nox literally owns my Xbox that I didn't want yeah <laughs> and like it was good for when I didn't have a PS4 but really like it is if you have a PS4 or you have Especially if you have a PC, there's just not much point in an Xbox. But if that's all you got, then it's a perfectly good machine. Yeah. Uh, unless you want like a dialysis machine, then the Xbox is absolutely terrible. <laughs> Great. I was saying this to you in our chat. I am. I, I think I'm more excited for you getting a Switch than I am about friends who've told me that they're having children. <laughs> yeah. I was messaging you going, when's it arriving? When's it due? Have you thought of names? Yeah, I'm so into this. It's yeah. great. Did you get the black or the neon? Uh, we're waiting until we, it shows up to find out. <laughs> Very nice. We've painted yeah. the room both colours. <laughs> I have a friend who, who sold their kid to get a Switch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking cheap kid. Uh, well, we... Had another thing that we were going to talk about, mm. but we've done over an hour at this point. <laughs> yes. So, what do we want to hold off? Or? No, let's let's do it now. Uh, oh, well, let's talk a bit more about E3, maybe. Yeah, and wrap up our thoughts about yeah, that. What was yes. been a bit of that's literally the thing I was talking oh, okay. about. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Because there's been you know some more thoughts, some more stuff percolating about the whole well, show overall. So at the end of last week, we kind of we just kind of ended without any kind of overall thought about yeah. what the show, you know, what the whole, you know, what we took away from E3. Yep. And uh, it's interesting because, it, I mean, because of the timing of E3, it's always kind of an interesting point to sort of go, oh, well, we're basically midway through the year. Yep. Uh, here's, here's what's happened and here's what we have 
to look forward to. And mm-hmm. we, we got an email from uh, a listener, Marcel. Who Hello, also, Marcel. also a friend of ours in real life. Listener <laughs> and friend. Yes. Well, I didn't want to mention that because I didn't want to be accused of only reading his email out because he has a personal relationship with the three of us. He's our friend because of his insightful questions. <laughs> That's the only thing that I hang around with him for. <laughs> uh, so he says, hey, guys, a uh, quick note before I begin. Tommy's my favourite. Oh, thanks, Marcel. Uh <laughs> Word on the street is that this year's E3 is pretty unexciting. A lot of games we already knew about, a lot of games that feel very familiar. Other days gone about the true excitement of what a game could hold in store. I'm excited about the XCOM expansion. As a true casual gamer, it's one of the few games I finished last year. My love for XCOM means that I'm surprisingly pumped for the Rabbids game. I did not expect that sort of turn-based combat. God of War and Anthem look cool, but don't look like they'll hold many surprises from things we've already played before. Are we getting overly cynical or are game companies playing things more and more safe and risk-free? Keep up the great work. Uh, probably didn't need to include that very last <laughs> sentence. Just wanted to give us a little pat on the back. Oh, I think we deserve it. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's the big thing that you kind of uh, read about mm. this year was that it was a little bit overwhelming. I uh, Sorry, underwhelming. underwhelming yes. I'd, I I mean, overwhelming. All the lights and sounds oh, and man. stuff really yeah. freaked me out. Yeah, I'm like lucky a, I had my fidget spinner like, to focus on. Like a dog on the 4th of July. I was going <laughs> fucking crazy. Um, I, I mean, I do think that that is a little bit of a symptom of just – how good we have it now and how much stuff there is to consume. I mean, if you just look at on paper the sorts of things that got announced and how they look, and you imagine showing that to someone 10 years ago, to sit there and go, no, it's pretty underwhelming, Mm. seems quite ridiculous. There's such a fucking massive amount of stuff now on these two massively separate tiers as well. Yes. Where there's these huge games like God of War and Spider-Man and whatever and then a million indie games yep. that are also just as good a lot of the time. And, and honestly, the indie scene has become the biggest kind of boom of the last five years. Right. And yeah. that's kind of one of the biggest game changes is these, yeah, smaller, cheaper, that it, that can cater to niche tastes and, mm-hmm. and sort of everyone is looked after in some capacity yeah. in a way that previously didn't really exist. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of symptomatic of like Western culture, not to get all high and falutin, but like most like all of the blockbuster movies are pretty predictable and kind of samey but there's like a shit ton of indie stuff out there yes. tv is booming at the moment yes like there are heaps Mad of max options. was good but that's the thing like <laughs> yeah. Mad max was good god of war will be good yeah like the, yeah uh, yeah, yeah. I, it's interesting because i do think that yeah it is very it, it is very kind of yeah symptomatic of how kind of yes yeah, spoilt we are with mm. our number of choices to say that it was pretty underwhelming that being said I do agree, and I think most <laughs> things look pretty samey. Right, uh, see, I don't agree. I, like, I, I, thinking back to last year, I wasn't sitting there, like, having my socks blown off. I was like, oh, these look like some games that I'll enjoy. Yeah. And I felt the same this year, and I actually really, really think that Spider-Man looks great, despite what you guys thought. Yeah. I, I think it looks awesome. I think God of War looks great. Like, there are seven to ten games that I'll definitely buy yeah. and I think definitely enjoy. That's yeah. all I wanted to get I mean, out of it. I, yeah, totally. But I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'm not saying that those the sameness that I'm seeing in them makes me not interested. Mm. I just do think that we're at a kind of, I don't know what it is, a bit of a, a, a midpoint or whatever it is where... We're just getting older, honestly. I think that's part of it as yeah, well. Yeah, true. Mm. Like, true. the older you get, the less impressed you are with everything. Yep. And uh, unless you're like a Star Wars fan, they seem to be the one exception sure. where every Star Wars thing they're like, it's fucking Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Well, but I will say, I mean, I, I took that away from the Xbox and and 
and the Sony, um, uh, the Microsoft and the Sony presentations. But yeah. then that reveal of Mario Odyssey, that was the closest I felt in a long time to True happiness. Being, being, being fully erect uh, without <laughs> the need of medication. No. <laughs> Uh, like being a kid and, right. and that kind of like opening a video game magazine and seeing grainy screenshots of a of a video yes. from E3 back in the day. Yeah, that the way that that trailer was structured and just it just taps into. I love what they're doing at the moment, and I know it's using a lot of the same tropes and a lot of the same characters, but that to me was, you know, oh now Mario can possess all this stuff. That to me was one of the only truly kind of. Surprising and and different looking things that I that yeah. from my experience that I saw at E three. What what I think from my perspective on that is Nintendo has been a bit underwhelming for a little while. Totally, and, and this is like, oh, that's right, they're they're, back. they're good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely was tapping into. I mean, concurrently while I was watching it, the excitement for stuff that was coming up, but also going. Oh, this is great because it's been so long since I've watched a Nintendo presentation and mm. actually been like, "Fuck yeah, they're doing it!" Yeah. Like it Gen- felt like it was making up for a lot of mm-hmm. lost time and a lot of past disappointments. Yep. Um, the, yeah. I think that point of like the way that you used to, a E3 used to be every announcement was there. It was massive. It was all this, yes, yes. and, and there that wasn't isn't a bunch really of the case anymore. There wasn't a bunch of leaks and stuff you'd read on video games websites, and you'd only see four screenshots of something for yeah. two years. Yeah. yeah, and so you had to use your imagination a bit. And using the Star Wars thing again—that's something that those guys who make those films are really good at doing—is releasing a tiny little bit, just yeah. enough, but keeping everything else under lock and key. Yeah. So I think that's part of what gets people so pumped for that kind mm. of stuff. And you can see a small amount of a game these days having played a bunch of them for years and get a pretty good impression of what it's going to be like. Yeah. And even if you it, if even if that isn't the case, what's more likely the case is there's fucking heaps of the game available to watch. Yes. And you can know exactly what it's like. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't mean it'll be bad, it just means there's no sense of excitement and that's okay. You don't have to be excited about everything. Yeah. I'm I not kinda... excited about going home to my family. Those kids are loud. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sell them and get more switches. I kind of think cuz like something we spoke about briefly last week was that most of the Sony conference was like 8 minute gameplay trailers. Yeah. And like like I said before, like I I don't really get excited by E3. But what I got from that is like, oh, I'm going to enjoy playing those games. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are more into that. And I don't necessarily always agree with that. People like want to watch seven trailers of Batman versus Superman before they see it. I'm not yeah, yeah. like I'm that. I'm the same, yeah. Fuck that. But, um, yeah. but I think, yeah. I, I think it, you're right. It does speak more to just a shift in what E3 is mm-hmm. and it's and how and how developers treat it and its place in mm. the marketplace. Where again, I mean, the Switch Nintendo just announced by just getting up on firing off a tweet one morning and going, "Hey guys, check out our YouTube at eight PM tonight. Yeah. We're yeah. going to show you what it is." Like, hey motherfuckers, if, here's Red Dead Two. Yeah, yeah. If this was ten years ago, all that stuff, like all those big announcements that we've had over the last year that have been so huge, they would have just come at E three. And so mm. I don't think it's really any developers or games fault that we're underwhelmed. I mm-hmm. think it's just that we, we're consuming news announcements right around the clock now. And yep. I think it's like you still mentally, I mean, I, I, I in my head go, yeah, E3, that's when all the big shit happens. Yeah, right. But it's sort of, it's sort of not that anymore. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's, you feel like you're underwhelmed because you're expecting it to do what it did. 10 years ago. Yeah. To use a comparison from like when I saw Metal Gear Solid 2 
and three. Two was like uh, there was one nine minute long video which was fucking long at the time. Mm. Mm. That was on a bunch of like uh, the discs that would come with magazines and yep. stuff. And I watched that thing like. 20 times and it was a really good trailer and they deliberately hid like the big twist in that game where you play as Raiden and all that stuff and that was it, it was something where you knew what this game was going to be but it was like oh, who knows what's going to happen yeah. and then 3 was the same thing where there wasn't really a video that I saw at least but there was a bunch of screenshots in a magazine one day and then it, it was like in the jungle and this is fucking wild what is this and then cut forward 10 years or whatever it was to Metal yeah. Gear Solid 5 and by the time that game came out you'd seen genuinely about 90% of the situations and cutscenes and shit that would be in that game, yeah. which is yeah. the stuff that I cared about a lot. Yeah. You'd seen 100% of the basic gameplay loop that was in yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so that sense of discovery and like of mystery and of uh, imagining, imagining <laughs> what it was going to be isn't, doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, and that's well, the one well, thing I mean, that I'll... We talked about it a lot, but I mean the stones on Nintendo and the way that they kept... So much of Breath of the Wild. That's literally what I was about yeah. to say. Yeah, is, is no one does that anymore. Yeah. Like, I fucking hope that's what they're doing. Mario Odyssey too. I've wa- I rewatched well, that trailer and I saw some other thing, and I'd like. There's and about they're showing off a lot of it. Yeah, I've, which, I've, exactly. I've watched yeah. forty minutes of gameplay. Yeah, like, and which there's does about five me. to seven worlds or something that yeah. I've noticed being different yeah. from each other. Which yeah. worries me, but also I like to think that they know what they're doing because they did. So I, part of me goes, if this is the amount that they're showing off, imagine how big this actual thing must be. Yeah, yeah. I think to, I would, it's hard to know. I mm. would possibly be a little disappointed if it's not. That like grand or whatever. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, the thing about Mario is actually controlling it and doing the things. Yeah, that, sure. That's the fun. Totally. So it's not totally. that big of a deal. Yeah. But. but yeah, I mean that that the way they the the way they kind of withheld so much of Breath of the Wild, and it you know especially considering last year that was all that they turned up with, like yeah. how they managed to get away with doing an E three where they showed off one game. And barely anything from that mm. game is pretty insane. Yeah. That people were impressed by playing that demo, which we now know. I mean, we weren't really blown away by the demo that we played at yeah. all. Like, yeah. um, And so let's talk a little bit about, like, you know, this kind of uh, the state of where things are at now. And, you know, it's again, to go back to last year's E3, it's so crazy to look back on you know, just specifically Nintendo, I'll use them as a jumping off point uh, for obvious Unusual. reasons. Unusual. <laughs> for obvious reasons. Uh, they, you know, this time last year we didn't even know, we didn't even know what the Switch the was going to be. Yeah. It was still yeah. the it NX. It didn't have yeah. a name. Yep. Some stuff had leaked but nothing was official. Yep. Um, had that stuff even leaked yet? I don't even know that that properly had. What stuff? Like, like the, what the stuff the, with the detachable controllers. Oh, people had like vague ideas. They were like, yeah, it's going to be like this screen. And there was there's a Euro a, gamer a There was that like mocked they... up thing where it was an oval yeah. shape. Right. But the, like to go from that to then it being announced in at the very end of the year slash start of this year yeah. and people still being very sceptical and all these kind of issues that people had with it when it first came out. Yeah. To now, like, off the back of a strong E3 and it's slowly building up a software library that people are enamoured with, it's pretty amazing the way things can change in just even six months, which in in the scheme of this really isn't that long. Like, I've seen a lot of people come around to, like, oh, okay, this is a must-get thing now. Like, the number of people I know who just in the last – couple of like you know month ish mm-hmm. like along the back of like oh now i can get mario kart arms looks cool to then off the back of e3 going 
fuck it, I've got to get one in the next month. Yeah. It's pretty staggering. It's a yeah. pretty crazy turnaround considering we didn't even know what the thing was called a year ago. Like, yeah. It's totally. I, well, crazy. I think in terms of, yeah, the big picture, Nintendo's come out of E3 being the most exciting of, yeah. the, of the options. I mean, you could go back to this show and listen to us in February where we're going... Fuck! What are they doing? Yeah. Like what? What in like this, what is this going to be in November? We're like, how can they not have announced it yet? This yeah. is going to be fucked. Yeah, yeah. Like, we were talking like, about it as if this could have sunk them by this time this year. Yeah. It's just a factor of the nature of how long video games take to make as well that you're going to get these dips and peaks totally with yeah. different companies and different studios and whatever. So and it just so happens that Microsoft is in a dip. Yeah. Yeah. And Sony seems to be in like a plateau. plateau. Yeah. And Nintendo appears to be in a peak. Yeah. And that will alter again because it fucking definitely has before. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, well, the, I mean, the hey big man, question, go the, with it, brah. The big question for Nintendo is they've gone so fucking hard on this year that then 2018, what do you got? So they got yep. Yoshi and Kirby and then maybe Metroid? Definitely not, though. Not Maybe Pokemon? Early, yeah. Definitely well, not. Well, this yeah, is my yeah, big no. question that I was thinking today. So Big Shiggy, he's yep. not, I mean, he's obviously, he's overseeing Odyssey, but he's not a director. Mm. He's obviously, you know, he casts an eye over everything, but is he just working on Pikmin or what? What's his What's his main thing? You get at the, the impression he's just sort of milling about the building. Yeah, true. But I also think he, if you kind of look back over it, he also is. There's always something that he's that he's big time involved. To think in. of it, right. he has specifically mentioned the new Pikmin. He has talked making. about Pikmin, yeah. so right. that's probably the next. Could be but, that. There's but, an um, Animal Crossing due to be out mm, at some point. And the way yeah. Nintendo is now, it's they go like, hey, this game's coming out in four months. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Well, like, so, technically, the turnaround from announced to Rabbids, from Rabbids announced to it oh, being released, yeah. is two months. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But we don't think of it like that because we've been talking about it since fucking February or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing is, like, if you think back a year ago, you know, with Sony... VR was the big thing yep. and it was like, oh, this is out at the end of this year and you'll be able to be Batman and you'll be able to be in Star Wars, which seemed really cool. Yeah. And then they, you know, people people like it, but I don't I think, think it's essential yet. And all the VR, yeah. like, I, I, rem- I, I remember those VR experiences being announced last year really blew people's socks off yep. and they didn't really come out with anything to sort of back it up this year. But I, but I think that's a function of it not being brand new anymore and us not being as into it as some people are. Because I, I think from I mean, what I know, like is... they've sold it more than enough for it to be successful. Yeah. Sure. And the people who already have it will be very happy with the announcements. But, but it's just about that support. I remember like last year, you know, you came out with Batman and, and Star Wars, these two big franchises that you go, of course people want to be, you know, in in this world. Yeah. And it just seemed like in terms of following that up, there just wasn't that same. And I know a lot of that was it being brand new, but mm. there just wasn't that same level of like, oh, here's a whatever, a Transformers no. one where and you're, you know, the size of a building or they whatever. They announced yeah. some VR things. as it one by Until Dawn, the Until Dawn. They announced like a lot yeah. of VR things. It's just the problem with VR at the moment is that it's quite, the technology is too early on. That's yeah. And that's, for me, I think that's, that's a bit. I mean, you know what? Microsoft's position is a big question, but for me, VR is the big question. But fuck, it's man, a, give it. It's a pretty critical six months for it because the thing to remember is that, like, 
in terms of it selling well on the upkeep, someone reminded me uh, uh, it's selling well to begin with. Someone yeah. reminded me of this the other day. The Wii U sold really well when it first came out because yeah. it had that Nintendo. You know, Nintendo yeah. had that following. It was coming off the back of the Wii. It was just the it was the lack of support but and people being when, unclear with what they're going to actually do with it on a practical level. That kind true. of ended up sinking it. When the and technology this could be the same thing. when the technology catches up, and for VR it'll be being wireless. Yep. and it'll be not having to be completely enclosed in something like the AR stuff. Yeah. Where yeah. you can have the glasses be on and in the real world or off or whatever. Yeah. That will be the stuff because there's something freaky about VR right now. Actually fucking sinking into this other place. It's off it's unsettling. And it's too clunky yeah. Yeah. and it's it's too limiting. And the thing that it'll be I think it just comes back down to everything. I think that thing makes it a bit easier for people, but I think it still just but needs that. When that it stuff needs catches that killer up. app, it mm. needs that. But when that technology catches up, that killer app comes up. Because look at motion controls. Ten years ago on the Wii, oh, big thing, new. Oh, we've got these motion controls. Wait, they're a bit shit. And now you use those move controllers in the VR thing. They work perfectly. Mm. Use uh, the Switch controllers and you don't think about yeah, it. Yeah, I, d- I disagree. I think it goes the other way. Like, yeah, but, you know, the motion control was not up to scratch ten years ago. Didn't matter. People still fucking love Wii Sports. Right. People that, still that play all that thing. stuff and people in love it. being in Star Wars with VR. Yeah. And then there's a big dip for a while and then the technology catches up and then people start making stuff, taking this new technology as a granted thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I would yeah. kind of more think if there's not enough of a consistent uptake on it, then it'll never get to that point. I don't feel like it's going to go away. Because people won't bother to make the yeah. software. It's cool. It's already it's, been successful enough that I reckon PlayStation 5 will probably have it as like a bundle default on yeah. launch. It, yeah, uh, the, uh, yeah the, it's it's not going to go away because it works enough to prove that it can work I yeah. think and that it'll it, get it better is, and it's fucking cool. It's already successful enough that it's it's past the tipping point, I think. Yeah. yeah. Despite it, the fact that it's not something we play every day. It'll yeah. just be, and every single one of those people who are making a VR thing is saying, this is a niche thing for like a few years. Yeah. Not everyone's going to get into this, especially in the PC sort of realm. Like someone sent us a message saying you could build a computer and get a VR thing that'll run stuff, a computer that'll run VR stuff for like a thousand bucks. And I just don't think that's true, at least not in this country. Yeah. 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 You definitely can't. Yeah. It's, so it's go, a real prohibitive thing. To yeah. go back to the point of it being underwhelming, like I, I think it's easy to say, my, my, kind of closing thought on this is I think it's easy to say that on the surface like but I I also think that yeah I mean like you were saying the industry kind of ebbs and flows mm. and sure you can say that it's underwhelming because the stuff looks a lot of stuff looks the same but guess what it looks the same as other stuff that's really really good yeah. so that's yeah. not the worst thing in the world that doesn't mean it's not like everything shown just looked really buggy and shitty and yeah like, yeah I, I, I think it's easy to kind of dismiss it because, yeah, we are just – we are spoiled and we're used to – We're saturated. Yeah, and I mean yeah. especially if you come off the back of a year. I mean, you know what? Nintendo's conference – you know, Nintendo really had a big showing this year which then sets you up for next year. They'll probably be in the position Sony are in. Like yeah. they're just showing off stuff that's already about to come out. You know, yeah. you can't you can't keep that – you just can't maintain that level forever. Yeah, like, my final thought would be that – um. A lot of times adults don't agree and divorce can happen, but don't let your children get in the middle of it. Be kind to yourselves and each other. You ever watch Jerry Springer? Yeah, yeah, I mm. knew that's what you do. I mm. think you're going to work in a make it a bit more specific. Like, yeah. I couldn't no be bothered. For you to start dressing up like a big baby and eating out of a dog's bowl. <laughs> oh yeah, I once saw. Oh whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Great, uh, Ben. Any any closing thoughts on E3? Uh, I liked it, and 
I think that if you thought it was underwhelming, you're a whinging baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All yeah. right. What do you really believing me? <laughs> honestly, though, like I think it is. This is a really great time to be a gamer. Yes. Like there is so much good stuff coming out, and I, I've heard it. You know, it's tempting when you know you're you you obviously gravitate towards a certain system or whatever a little more than another one. It's it's always tempting when your one that you like is doing well, and the other one mm. that you don't like isn't doing as good. To be like, yeah, fucking sucked in. Yeah. But the reality is. The game's just overall are better when everyone is doing well. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it really is a much better state. So I think, you know, it's easy to be sceptical about Microsoft, but, you know, if they pull it off, then we're going to be in a great – it's going to be a fucking yeah. great landscape. That's a really good point. PS Like, the PS4 is fantastic and I love it, and the Switch is great for other reasons. And if, like – Microsoft turn it around. I'm going to be happier. I'm not going to be like annoyed. Yeah, yeah. I'm if going to the be worst fucking thing soaked. is you have to make a call about like, wow, there's a lot of stuff I really want to play on this mm. thing. All right, well, I've got to spend the money that I am lucky to have a disposable income of because yeah. I live in a first world country. Well, <laughs> yes. then that's not a bad like it, yeah. it. And it inspire. And you know, if 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 all of them are doing well, well, then they're all they're all working to be on top of each other. Exactly. So it's, it's a yeah. it's a much better. Landscape for everyone. Speaking yeah. of working and be on top of each other, how about we end this podcast and uh, do yeah. what we really came around to this house to do? The three way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, guys, thank you uh, so much for listening. Once again, send us your thoughts, hidden secrets in games, mm-hmm. uh, any theme park stuff that you would like to see in yep. uh, Nintendo. World. <laughs> what about a theme park world themed theme park? Oh, that's not bad. That's really good. Uh, oh, I, I forgot to say it earlier. Quick shout out to Sega World at Sydney that I went to oh. a couple of times as a kid and enjoyed very much, even though I watched a video of Ernie Dingo going there on the great outdoors <laughs> and it looks real shit. <laughs> um, and shout out to my parents who had to sit on all those shitty rides with me. Oh. That must have been hell. Um, okay. <laughs> so we've got, oh, we've got a website that we launched this week. Yeah, I was so going to say. Like... Instead of me having to bumble over trying to remember all our details, <laughs> yeah. if you go to filthycasuals.com.au, you can find uh, all our past episodes, yep. all the links to our socials, our premium episodes. Mm. Uh, we're working on getting some merch going soon. A lot of you guys have been clamoring for T-shirts. Yeah. We've been working on something that we hopefully will get up and running pretty soon. Yep. Uh, yeah, send us your feedback. We always love hearing from you guys. Is there anything else that we need to add? I don't think so. There'll be a bunch of stuff that's in the works going up on that website too. Yeah, yes, yeah. yes. We're hoping to make that a bit bit of an online hub for y'all. Mm. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals, thanks for taking the time to listen. Oh. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want, it's up to you. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tapiphone.